If you would like to contribute toward the Annie Armstrong Easter offering, there are envelopes out in the Welcome Center on a table for you to be able to do that. Our church goal is 4,200 um, this year. Bernard Laggett, he knows a lot about running. He's a former professional runner. He was um, an Olympian, four-time Olympian, in fact. He's originally from, from uh, Kenya, so he holds some world records for them, but he became a U.S. citizen, and he hold, holds several American records as well. And like I said, he's kind of semi-retired now, but when he was running full-time, he had a training schedule that was really unique among elite runners. And that simply was, in the fall, he took five full weeks off for rest. A New York Times uh, article said this about him. He will toss his sneakers into a closet and pig out for five weeks. No running, no sit-ups, no lifting, just rest. And he said, my runs are hard, everything I do is hard, but the body is tired. You're not a machine, rest is a good thing. This morning, we're going to agree with him that rest is a good thing. And we're going to talk about one of the most controversial things for our culture, and that is rest. And why do I say controversial? It's because we feed off of activity. We feed off of busyness. Getting rest in our culture today, it's almost an impossible endeavor. According to WebMD.com, a lack of sleep, for example, over a long period of time can lead to memory loss, can lead to heart problems, high blood pressure, stroke, diabetes, depression, early aging, and, and weight gain. So we see there with sleep that we need it. It's vital for our life. And now there may be some physical symptoms outside of our control that, that people have that keep them from, from resting. But in a broader sense, not just talking about sleep, getting rest in general is a personal choice for most people. The root cause of this restlessness isn't physical, it's really spiritual. We're constantly busy by choice. We're in a culture that just feeds off of this busyness and hurry and our and our achievements and rest just isn't a priority for us like God's word shows us it should be. In the beginning, after God made everything that there is, do you know what he, he did? He rested. He created a day of rest for us, which again shows us the importance of rest. So if you have a copy of God's Word with you, with you this morning, turn with, with us to Genesis chapter 2, and we're going to look at the seventh day of creation and the purpose of rest. This will be Genesis chapter 2, verses 1 to 3. So the heavens and the earth and everything in them were completed. On the seventh day, God had completed his work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. 
God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy, for on it he rested from all his work of creation. So this is God's holy word. So after doing the work of creating everything that there is in the first six days, God did something totally unexpected. He took a day off. He rested. And I say unexpected because God does not need rest. He is not like us. He does not need rest. Psalm 121 tells us this about God. He will not allow your foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. So he doesn't need rest like we do because he isn't human. He is an invisible God. God is spirit. No one has ever seen God the Father. He doesn't need to be recharged. I've gotten to where I can't stay up past about 10 o'clock. I'll fall asleep on the couch. And a lot of afternoons, if I'm sitting there watching TV or something, I start to nod off. My batteries need to be replenished. But God continues on, and he continues on. He is the only one with an ever-abundant, never-ending, constant amount of power and energy. Though if this is true, if God doesn't need rest, it makes me curious. Curious about why did God rest on the seventh day? Well, obviously, as we've already established, he didn't need it. So it can't be that. The reason why was because he rested for us. He designed us with a need for rest. He designed us with limit. And he put it right in creation. He designed us with a need to, to refocus on him. To recharge ourselves. Pastor Gordon McDonald once wrote a story about this need after he hit a wall. And he wrote a, a book called Below the Waterline that I really enjoyed. And, and he put this in, in the book, this story. He said, one Saturday morning, I sat in our kitchen rattled and withdrawn. And my wife, Gail, was trying to decide what was bothering me. And eventually she asked me one question too many, and I just broke down into tears. And even now, I remember the next two hours vividly because it seemed as if I would never be able to stop the flow of tears. For the previous two weeks, I hadn't slept because of busyness. I was physically exhausted. I had allowed my schedule to become so jam-packed that I had ignored any time of personal worship or rest. I was empty. God rested because he designed us to need rest. And if we ignore this reality... We put ourselves at risk. We put ourselves into peril. On the seventh day of creation, we're told he, he blessed the day. He, he set it apart. He, he made it holy as a day of rest to refocus and recharge on him. 
In verse 2 it says, on the seventh day God finished his work and rested from all his work of creation that he had done. So rested here means God ceased from his work of creation. It doesn't mean he ceased sustaining creation. He ceased his work of creating everything that there is. He, he finished the work. He, he rested on the seventh day. And then he said, it is very good. So he finished the work. And then he, he declared it good. He celebrated the work. Rest for us becomes a way that we can celebrate God. A way that as well as to refill our emotional and mental reserves, physical reserves, we can worship God in our rest. God's designed it like that. So now we see the importance of rest. Now let's get real practical and talk about its purpose in our life. How is this important? How can we find rest? Well, first reason why it's important is we need it. We could easily name all the health benefits of having adequate rest. It improves our overall health. It sharpens our memory, helps creativity, lowers stress, steers us clear of depression, and many more. But we need rest in other ways, too. Spiritually, at the top of that list, Psalm 62.5 reminds us of this need. Find rest, O my soul, in God alone. My hope comes from Him. So the psalmist there is, is speaking to himself, his soul. And he's telling his soul, rest in God. We need time to be refreshed spiritually. There's no substitute for slowing down getting still, and spending time alone with God. Getting in His Word, praying to Him, no substitute for it. Constant busyness without rest, in my opinion, is the number one reason why Christians, at least here in America, because that's all that I know, aren't growing or changing. We don't have time to invest in a relationship with God. We are busy to the max, and rather than controlling our schedules, our schedules control us. Let me talk about just two practical tips. One is simple. Just set an appointment with God every single day. We have a lot of appointments that we attend to in our any given week, uh, whether it be a, a meeting for work or going to a doctor's appointment or, or meeting uh, a friend for lunch, we have appointments. Why not every single day set an appointment with God where you're going to read his word and then spend some time in prayer? And it will vary on the length of this time. And exactly what that looks like for different people. But just go ahead and schedule an appointment. And in the Bible, this is more of described than it's prescribed. So I want to be careful here. But I would suggest 
having this first thing in the morning. Because that's what we see happening in the Bible, where person after person establishes this appointment with God first thing early in the morning before they start their day. But again, that's more of described than prescribed, where you can find a, a chapter or verse commanding somebody to do that. So if late at night, if you're a night person, if that works for you better, have it late at night. But establish an appointment with God every single day to be still, to slow down, to get away from busyness and responsibility, and just to refocus on God. So get a little vacation with God every single day. And the other practical tip is something called pausing. This really helps busy people as they're going throughout their day to, again, refocus on God. And pausing is simply just doing that. So before you, for example, get in the car to drive to wherever you're going next, pause for 20 seconds and just spend some time right there, 20 seconds. God, thank you for today. Thank you that you're with me today. Now help me with what I'm doing next. And then continue that throughout the day periodically. It really helps to refocus and recenter on God. So those two practical tips, keep an appointment with God every single day and then pause throughout your day for brief times of prayer. That helps you to pray without ceasing as 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 tells us. Second reason why rest is so important, rest helps us to trust in God. I remember one time when I was really anxious and, and worried, and anxiety has been, up until recent years, a huge problem in my life. I really struggled a lot for years with anxiety and worry to where it would just dominate me emotionally and mentally. Sometimes I just wouldn't be there. Um, I mean, you can talk to my family, you can talk to Jessica. I mean, just periodically, I would just zone out. I would just stare. Just, I would just be doing something. I would just stop. And my mind would be somewhere else. My body would still be there, but I would just zone out. And that would happen repeatedly in any given day. But one time in particular, I remember I was really stressed out, and one of my friends gave me this advice. He said, Kyle, you know one of the most spiritual things that you can do? Just go take a nap. And I find that to be so biblical and true. And having, establishing a healthy pattern, not only of, of replenishment in God's word, but of, of activity and then rest, really was instrumental in helping me overcome this anxiety problem that I had in my life. But Psalm 127 instructs us much in the same way. It is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives to his beloved sleep. 
So the anxious heart can't rest. You're up early, you're busy throughout the day, and then when you go to bed at night, it's not restful at all because you feel so over, overwhelmed. You don't sleep well. But when we take a day of rest, like that's told here, or lay our heads down at, at night to sleep in trust of God, we're reminding ourselves that God is still on the throne, that he's still in control. He's got everything taken care of so we can rest. We're reminding ourselves that we're not sovereign, but God is. And he can take care of things on a global stage and in the small things in our lives. So we can rest. So we lay down and rest. And this reminds us to trust in God. Because we're finite, God is infinite. Third reason why rest is so important, rest challenges us to refocus our priorities on God as the only one that we ought to be worshiping. So rest, specifically, one day of rest per week honors God. Rest, taking that day off, is our way of sending a message to God to say, I love you, God. I trust you, God. You can take care of me, God. It's our way of sending that message to God that he's more important than anything else. And in that intentional rest, it forces us to refocus and recenter ourselves on our creator God. Now with this, to be clear, I don't, I'm convinced that we're not under the Sabbath law of the Old Testament anymore. You see that prescribed in the Ten Commandments? Honor the Sabbath day, keep it holy. To keep a Sabbath rest isn't the same for us as New Testament followers of Christ as it was under the Old Testament, Old Covenant law. Israel in the, in the Old Testament was under a covenant agreement established by God himself where there were literally hundreds of laws that had to be kept. You see those summarized in the Ten Commandments. So Israel had to have a day of rest on Saturdays. And there were strict rules that, that went along with this. Like there was a man picking up sticks at one point, and this man is stoned to death because they found him violating the Sabbath command. We're not under the law anymore because Jesus called himself the Lord of the Sabbath, saying that the Sabbath was made in the Old Testament and the law was made to be fulfilled by him. The law was given to Israel to be fulfilled by him. So all of these rituals, including the Sabbath, 
point forward to Jesus, who is the Lord of the Sabbath. He is our rest. He is our Sabbath rest in Christ. We rest in him by faith. So the rituals of the Old Testament law, they're not binding anymore on new covenant followers of Christ. So I believe that there's freedom for us in Christ about exactly how we practice our day of rest every week. But that being said, there's still a principle of rest in God's word for us as new covenant followers of Christ. And it's built into creation by God himself when he rested on the seventh day. And the spiritual principle of rest is this. We need to make rest a priority by setting aside one day a week for rest and worship. That's simply how God's designed us, and we can't escape that. We can't change that. We simply have to have one day of rest a week that's free from work, that's free from busyness, and free from hurry. Now, the other six ought to be full of work and activity, but this one day out of the week ought to look and feel different to us. And to put it bluntly, if you cannot slow down, if you can't eliminate hurry and activity and work from your life one day a week, then that is an indication that your priorities are off. You are making something other than God an idol in your life. And that leads us to the last reason rest is so important for us. It Every time we rest like this, we remind ourselves of the work of Christ and how we can rest in him. Don't let your work or whatever you're invested in during the week become your source of security and identity emotionally and spiritually. Let Jesus be your gospel. Let Jesus be your rest. Jesus invited us into his rest. He said, come to me. All who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. The good news of Jesus is not, I work and stay active so God will love me, so God will approve of me and accept me. It's not that. The gospel is not a gospel of our work. It's the good news of Christ's work. This is what it is. Jesus has come because God loves us deeply. Jesus has laid down his life on a bloody cross for us, for our sins, to pay our debts. And he's done the work for us so that we can be right with God and approved by him. Rest can be found in Christ alone. 
true rest for our souls can be found in Christ alone through faith. The good things that you do don't save you. They add up to nothingness compared to the weight of your sin. Your busyness doesn't give you peace. How much you accomplish in life does not ever satisfy God's holy standard. Jesus alone saves you. He alone met the standard of God's laws. And it's in Him that we can have true rest and peace. Speaking of identity... Let me go back to that idea. Picture in your mind a ladder. When we have an idol in our life, it requires work to keep this identity. Whether that be a relationship, whether that be literally your work, whether that be some hobby that you have, You name it, there's all sorts of things that people put in their life and make more important than God. But when you have this idol, picture the idol at the top of the ladder. If you have this idol in your life, you constantly have to keep working at it, keep maintaining it, Keep achieving a certain level of status. If you just rest, you'll lose that status. So, so for example, if, if trying to find my identity and being a part of like an inner group, an inner ring, a popular in crowd, for example... I'm going to work hard to look like this group. I'm going to work hard to talk like this group. I'm going to do everything that I can to get in with this group so that they'll accept me and approve of me. But you see, it's all based on our work. We're trying to fill up our soul with all sorts of different people, places, things, activities, possessions, whatever, other than God. And there's no rest in that. It's like a ladder. You're trying to climb this ladder to achieve this identity. But you never really can rest in this identity It requires work, continual work. And if you stop working at it, going back to the example of being a part of an in crowd, they're going to drop you. The moment you stop pleasing them, the moment you stop living up to the standard of the inner ring, you're going to get kicked out of the inner ring. They're not going to accept you anymore. And you can name that, you can use that um, model of the ladder for anything that we put 
an idol that we try to replace God with. And an idol is anything that we replace God with, any person, place, or thing. But the gospel of Jesus Christ gives us another way. Jesus Christ, rather than expecting us to do the work, to get in with God, Jesus Christ himself, the Son of God, became a human being, lived a perfect and sinless life, and then died in our place on a cross and rose again. He did the work so that we could forever be with God, be in with God, approved of by God, accepted and loved and cherished by God. There's simply no work that we have to do because Jesus has already done it for us. So he comes rather than expecting us to work our way up the ladder. Jesus Christ came down the ladder to get us, to take us to God. And we can rest in him. That's why I say true rest is only found in Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Do you have that rest today? Do you trust in him for your salvation? Or are you still trying to work for all of these things to try to find the approval that only God can give to you? Or if you're a believer... Do you forget the work of Christ? Do you mistakenly try to get back up that ladder and try to put your identity in something else other than Christ? You see that you're going to be in something in your life. You're going to be in Christ and, and resting in Him or you're going to be in your career. You're going to be in your school. You're going to be in your hobby. You're going to be in your family or in your friends. You're going to find your identity in something, and it needs to be Christ. Because it's in him that we have rest. Let me finish this morning with an account of a woman who, who found rest and peace in Christ. This is Luke chapter 10, verse 38, starting in verse 38. While they were traveling, he entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary, who also sat at the Lord's feet and was listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks. And she came up and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to serve alone? So tell her to give me a hand. And the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things, but one thing is necessary. And Mary has made the right choice, and it will not be taken away from her. 
So both of these women were Christ followers. But Jesus had come into their home. One of them was just sitting at the master's feet, listening to him, enjoying him, resting in him, while the other was so busy. She was doing good things. She was preparing the meal. She was taking care of all that needed to be taken care of. But where she had faulted was she had forgotten the most essential thing. And that is Jesus himself. She was not resting in Christ. And therefore her heart was busy and focused on all sorts of tasks other than Christ. And I wonder this morning, is your heart busy like Martha? Do you go week after week, day after day, hour after hour, just one thing to another, and you forget Christ? You may be doing good things, but God isn't a part of what you do. You've left him behind. And Jesus is saying, you need to choose that which is most essential. You need to refocus on me. Who among us this morning needs to refocus on Christ? Not to do anything, but just to see Christ and to love him and to worship him. If that's you, Jesus says, come on, come unto me. I'm going to give you rest today, that rest that, that you need for your soul. Let's pray. Jesus, we love you and thank you that you're so much different than anything that we can get in our world. Thank you for the replenishment and rest that we can find in you and you alone. Lord, I pray. I know we have busy hearts. I have a busy heart sometimes. Help us to refocus on you. Help us to let you fill us up rather than trying to be filled by all the different things that we do. Help us to love you, Lord God. Help us to rest in you today. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. Will you stand?